Glad to be with you. It's been a good time. Uh, this hasn't been a whole lot of time on one-on-ones, one-on-twos, as it has been more interfacing with the created group and, and your leaders with Davis and Lee and so forth. It's been a wonderful time to get to hear their hearts and things that y'all already knew that you've been through. And uh, my hat's off to you. You've, you've had a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, opportunity to to bathe in some of I, I wish that had been available when I was heading towards school. Uh, because it, to me, when you talk about a new mind, a renewed mind, that's a lot of what I saw. And I don't know what all you, y'all have been taught, but I saw the outline. And uh, it's a lot of what I think you've been through. You've learned how to think differently. You've learned how to ask right questions and so forth. You've learned how to process. And all that's incredibly important. I was told we were talking about marketplace stuff with Excel. Uh, so I'm going to introduce this little talk with a, with a story. Uh, the guy who's the best man in our wedding, uh, still Dave and Teresa Ferguson's. Uh, they're about 10 years older than us. And uh, they were with us two weeks ago, came up, ran around Vancouver. Uh, they were with us a few months before that in Spain. and. All to say, we stay very tightly connected. I led his wife to the Lord, led his oldest daughter to the Lord. Uh, they have a ministry out of Austin, Texas, called Intimate Life Ministries. And they do a number of things, but one of the things that they do, that, besides the counseling area, one of the things that they do is a lot of coaching. If you're around the Texas area, you know the name of McCoy's. McCoy's is a builder supply uh, much smaller than, than uh, Home Depot, but a builder supply type of place, 85 stores to the Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, New Mexico area, that whole area. But they've tackled things very differently. They brought Dave in and began to get him to, number one, put the lives of their marriages back together. Four brothers own the McCoys, the McCoy brothers. And uh, David was able and his wife able to step in and help facilitate some real health and healing in their marriages. Consequently, they turned around and said, can you do this with our managers? And then could the managers do it with the rest of the people? And uh, one thing led to another. Now they're in this massive coaching situation with McCoy's, that's 85 managers, uh, plus assistant managers, etc., that they work with. And they teach them things like what I'm going to teach you tonight and things that will come in the future. Uh, here was the whole premise. Hey, guys, you're not going to be able to beat Home Depot just because of their size. You have 80 stores. They have a kajillion. You know, they are able to buy cheaper, but you can beat them on customer service. So that's the presentation. That's the introduction. And one of the first things they begin to learn is how to facilitate and foster an attitude, an atmosphere, a culture of respect and honor in their stores. Okay, say the words respect and honor. There's a lot of teaching. Danny Silk has a wonderful book on, on uh, developing culture of honor. Danny's a friend, personal friend. Good stuff. When I say respect and honor, what's the difference? Go ahead, you can talk. I know you can talk. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to respect them, but I, so what's the difference? Well, 
Give me some definition. Respect is what you give when someone is above you and teaching you something. Okay. Say Respect is earned, honor is given. Mm-hmm. Respect is earned, honor is given. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's honor. an interesting differentiation. Go ahead. I see honor as in like to hold in high regard and respect, like respect, like look at again. So like they don't have to be like take a look at them and like hold them in respect, like take into account who they are as a person. You know. Right. That's good. Have you ever thought of the difference between those two? Mm -hmm. Respect dominantly focuses on the individual. Mm -hmm. While honor focuses on an office or a position. Mm -hmm. Honor your father and mother. Those are not words of intimacy. Those are words of position, title. Mm -hmm. President of the United States walks in. If I'm in the military, I snap too. I don't care what I think, whether I voted for him or not. And I give him his due honor. Yet as an individual, I might not respect him. So you can say, I honor my father and mother, yet at the same time, there may be things that cause hiccups in the area of respect. Y'all okay with that? Does that, does that make yeah. some sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Help you kind of think through it a little bit? Now, for, for tonight's sake, I'm gonna use the words interchangeably. But as a teacher, I'm word sensitive, and I know that they're a little bit different. Okay, but I, I'm gonna use them interchangeably. I, I really believe that whatever God is building, whether it's here or whether it's in a marketplace, is held together by respect. Every one of you have been in businesses, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a business of a different nature, where there are things going on with the employees. I mean, I've been in them where you hear them yelling at each other in the back. How many of you realize that doesn't create a atmosphere conducive to a good business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, we have an example here. <laughs> when, when, when there's no respect, people are afraid, and where there is fear, control is the order of the day. Did you get that? Yeah. No respect equals fear. Fear equals control. So fear produces control in relationships. Now let me give you a biblical narrative on this. First John 4.18 says this, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. In other words, perfect love removes fear. But can I suggest to you in the same way that fear can remove love? Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to decide what you want to cultivate in each place, whether it's in your house, whether it's in a church, whether it's in a business. Because if the system we use produces fear, then there'll not be a place for love to take root, to manifest, to rule. So respect is essential. And if you don't know how to create respect, you're not going to know how to create lasting freedom. 
Jesus exhorts us all through Scripture. He says, respect and honor, first and foremost, Jesus. Respect and honor your parents, wives, widows, government authorities. But then there's one last one that really throws me up. It's 1 Peter 2.17. He says, respect all people. Honor all people. Most of us think we give respect to whom respect is due, mm-hmm. i.e., it's earned. Mm-hmm. It's easy to respect respectable people, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they have it coming, they earned it. Mm-hmm. But within the context, within a biblical narrative, he says, respect all people. Now, how do you get by that? Mm-hmm. Not because they earned it, not because they deserved it. Why do you think that's so important? Let me tell you why it's important. Because within respect, within honor, you are protected from the character defects of others. Within respect, your character defect is not going to control who I am. I can tell your your brains are, are working. Everywhere Jesus goes, he's Jesus. It's on. He's Jesus. Doesn't matter if he's in the bar with thieves and harlots. It doesn't matter if Judas is skimming from the till. Doesn't matter if he's standing in front of Pilate and Pilate says, I can take your life. I have the power to set you free. Jesus is never afraid. Respect protects the core values in relationships. I'm pausing just to give you some time to think. So how do you learn respect? That's a good question. Respect is something that's more caught than it is taught. Mm-hmm. On the knee of your father and mother, you discover how to create respect. Mm-hmm. You don't learn it through a book usually. You learn it through on-the-job training. Mm-hmm. That's why in the marketplace it's absolutely essential from the top down that you know how to develop a culture of honor and respect. Mm-hmm. So what does respect mean to you? If that person sitting beside you is showing you respect, what does that mean to you? Again, let me return to a biblical narrative. Respect like honor begins with God. We love because he first loved us. You okay with that? Mm -hmm. Now, if you have an ear to hear, we respect because he first respected us. Mm -hmm. Now, that sounds upside down, doesn't it? Let me show it to you. Psalms 8, verses 4 and 5 says this. What is man that you should take thought of him? Or the son of man that you should care for him? For you've made him a little lower than God, and you have crowned him with glory. By the way, the root of the word glory is the same root word as found in respect or honor. You have crowned him with respect, honor, and majesty. Hmm. You made him a little lower than... Some of your translations use the word angels. Angels. A little lower than the angels. Wrong word, sorry. Mm-hmm. 
that translation. It's the word Elohim. It's the primary Hebrew word translated God. Now you see why Lucifer got his knickers in a twist? God creates us right below himself over the angels. He just got demoted. Here's what I want you to hear. God first has honored you. He's respected you. And in doing so, that changes something about you. About who you are. Respect changes your relationships. Respect always begins with the greater blessing the lesser. From the top down. One of the definitions I want to give you today, literally, is a word for respect. Again, taken from Greek. It means to promote, to elevate to another status. To promote, to elevate to another status. To take someone from one level, raise them up to another. To give them prestige, value, admiration. How does it work? Okay, remember, the principle of respect is the first is the greater to bless or to honor, to respect the lesser. God demonstrates that to us. I don't know if you're like me, but I wasn't raised up in that kind of environment. My dad was military. So I'm what's referred to as a baby boomer. And uh, that means that my one of my parents, as my wife's, fought in the war, fought in World War II. And uh, therefore they take that, what they learned in the military, and they bring that home, and that's how we're parented. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. It's an authority structure from the top down. Children to be seen, not heard. Honor was something only given up an authority line. Respect up an authority line. Not necessarily down an authority line. But when we examine the Bible, God gives us very different examples. Honor begins with the greater blessing the lesser. Just the opposite. And when the greater blesses the lesser, there's a twofold respect deposited. First, a respect for yourself. Secondly, a respect for those in authority. When I was working on my doctorate in psychology, we had to do a lot of studies. And one of the studies that we did had to do with uh, incarceration, those that were incarcerated. And uh, this very area of incarceration. it was really interesting to me because especially among the men when it came to Mother's Day you could not get enough Mother's Day cards when it came to Father's Day you could not give away a Father's Day card Mm -hmm. what does that tell you? it tells me something that the majority of guys that were in there were disrespected, and that's why they're always so big about you being in their face, were disrespected, did not feel respected, parted to them by those in authority. Therefore, they have ongoing trouble with authorities. Anybody in authority? How are we doing so far? Is this making sense to you? Let me talk to you about some practical ways you can deposit respect into other people's lives. Here's one. 
involve them in decisions that impact their lives. My son, who's been here, spoken here, he'll tell you with great humor how our family used to have these family meetings. I'd get all fired up about something, so I'd say, hey, guys, come on anywhere. Family meeting, family meeting. So I remember we called one of these family meetings, and, you know, he was six foot six from when he was about five years old. <laughs> you know, his appendages were loosely connected, so he just kind of flops everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And he'd come in, he was the first one in the room, he'd me, what are we gonna talk about? He said, we're gonna talk about our vacation. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. And then he looks at me and said, well, why are we doing that? We'll just go wherever you wanna go anyway. <laughs> what was he communicating? He was communicating my lack of, he wasn't feeling part of the process. Y'all okay? You get that? Okay. One of the ways you can impart respect to people is involve them in decisions that impact their lives. That really has an interesting ramification with parenting. Even little topics. Okay. Here's another way you can impart respect. Show deference to other people's opinions. I'd like to hear what your ideas are. I'd like to hear what you prefer. Now, are you thinking marketplace? You say not just relationships that are intimate like this, but how these can also become really critical if you teach employees how to ask the right kind of questions mm -hmm. that impart respect to other people. Mm -hmm. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, regardless of their age or gender, right? Opinions are so personal. Here's a third. Third way you can show respect. Respecting other people's property, privacy. Hey, all you guys living together. Personal preferences. Taking proper care of things that you borrow. We had a rule at when I pastored, we had probably 600 singles in our church and twice that many young people, kids. So there were a lot of, our summer camps were divided into three parts, three 800 person camps, two weeks a shot. So as you can imagine, we're borrowing every vehicle imaginable and all this kind of thing. Rule of thumb was simply this. If you borrow it, you return it clean and full of gas. I'm not, not preaching the corner here. <laughs> but respect other people's property. I remember when our oldest daughter got pregnant. Single mom, never been married, got pregnant. And we were, I was going up to Waco to help move her back closer to us. And she, she's an RN and was going to work for a brain damage group. About 80 people on a, on a campus that, that, you know, they could be guys my age with an emotionality of a 12-year-old because they've been in wrecks and things like that. Anyway, I'm going up to, 
take some of these big boxes that carry coats and so forth, wardrobe boxes, you know, and I'm getting her stuff out of her closet and jumping Jehoshaphat. There's about 10 of my flipping shirts there. <laughs> that was back when Ralph, po- Ralph Lauren polo shirts were really popular. And of course she liked them because then they cover up her tummy, you know. <laughs> Respecting other people's property, privacy. Okay. As you live in community, that's really important, guys, to learn how to do that. Y- y'all, y'all smile at me when I talk this one to you. This is good. <laughs> If, you, if your spouse wants you to put the lid down, put the lid down. That got some reactions. <laughs> if you need to squeeze the toothpaste from the bottom, squeeze it from the bottom. Put the lid on it. <laughs> Here's another, another way you can deposit respect and honor to people. Respect the time. Hey guys, when you say you're going to be there, I don't know of anything that is disrespectful of showing up late. I know people that do it all the time. It's not as if they've got something so busy that they can't make it. It's just that they are irresponsible. And we usually don't put it under the disrespectful case, but I want category, but I want you to understand this. Okay, you got it. Here's another one. You want to deposit forgiveness? Excuse me. Respect to other people. When you've done something wrong, ask forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Can y'all say that out loud? I was wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Any of y'all old enough to see Happy Days? You know, the Fonz and Happy Days, Henry Winkler. I don't know if you remember that. He, 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 he never could say it. He said, I, I was... <laughs> it never would come out of his mouth. Learn how to say, I was wrong, will you forgive me? Mm-hmm. That's where respect begins. I'm talking to you practically. You begin to make some applications. Let me go to the more obvious. Ten Commandments. Honor your father and mother. Respect your father and mother because this is going to add to your life and the land which the Lord has given you. And we always hear that part of add to your life. Longer life. You ever read that other part in the land which the Lord has given you? You know what he's referring to? He's referring to your destiny. Their promised land. You want to get into your destiny? Could it possibly be that you've been circling your destiny because there's some issues of disrespect and dishonor that have prohibited you from going in. Just saying. Just a thought. Mm-hmm. Honor your father and mother. Promote your father and mother. But what if my father and mother aren't believers? What if my mom and dad are abusive? What if my mom and dad are strangers? What if my... Honor... Remember that word? It's towards a position. Mm-hmm. Let me show you how to do this. 
I believe that God has deposited greatness in every person. I don't care if it's the guy on the street corner holding his bag or the groceries trying to find a place to live. Look for the greatness God has deposited in your father and mother and your spouse. Lock on to that greatness and drag it to the surface in your relationship with them through your conversation and your attitude and your disposition. Did y'all get that? Mm-hmm. Respect your father and mother. Reach in, grab the deposits of heaven, grabbing the good things. Who God deposited in them, who they are. Here's the key, men and women. What you connect to is what you inherit. Respect is the way connecting to the glory, to the good things God deposited in your folks, in your lineage. Grab that legacy and pull it into your generation. Unforgiveness and judgment connect you to the negative parts. The parts of their lives that have probably brought pain to you and the parts of their lives that you probably detest. Are we okay? Okay, let me show you how it works. David Jonathan, remember? Bible narrative, unique relationship. Bible says David's heart's knit to Jonathan's heart. He loves Jonathan as he loves his own soul. 1 Samuel 18, 4 says, Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was on him, gave it to David with his armor, including his sword, his bow, and his belt. Now, some people say that Jonathan did that because he knew David was going to be king. Bible doesn't say that. I don't know that Jonathan knew that. But this is what I do know. What Jonathan did was an act of honor. The elements of royalty that were in Jonathan's life were given to his best friend, a servant boy, in his father's house. The results? Jonathan's status was imparted to David. That's what honor does. It changes the status that you have in the relationship and elevates other people. That's why they feel respected. That's that's the lifting up that they're feeling when they're around you. And guys and gals, that's exactly what the Lord's done to us. Because of his respect to you and me, we are co-laborers with him. You wouldn't have gotten that position any other way. You're sons and daughters of a king. You're part of a royal family. What's happened? You became powerful and responsible in that relationship because your status has been elevated through the honor, through the respect that the Lord has given you and me. Are y'all okay? You make me nervous when you rub your tummy like that. <laughs> okay, let's all stop now. <laughs> you know, respect brings freedom, but freedom brings responsibility. The responsibility that freedom brings is for you to be you no matter who you are. To bring the real authentic Austin into the conversation, into the situation. The real authentic Janelle into the conversation and into the situation. No matter what you say. No matter how you treat me. I have a responsibility to find my voice and bring my authentic self into the conversation and the situation. 
But I want you to understand, respect also produces safety. When respect is given from someone esteemed in your life, it speaks that that person is a safe place. I personally believe the priority of a leader, I'm looking at some of you leaders, the priority of you leaders is to provide a safe place for those God has entrusted to your care. Most of you do an excellent job of that. This very culture here is held together by respect and honor. It holds it together. Mm -hmm. So difficulties, disagreements, different priorities, different opinions, they're going to happen. Mm -hmm. But honor and respect hold the whole thing together. It gives you the freedom to be you. That's what we have to use to fight to protect our relationships. Let me give you one more little help, and then I'm through. It begins with an attitude of admiration. Admiration is the way I have of communicating the wonder I have towards you. I'm searching for what is wonderful in you. I'm looking at you with esteem and approval and respect, thinking highly of, rate highly, hold in high regard, applaud and praise and commend and acclaim. It's about you, you're unique, and you being a beautiful creation. We need to get consumed with pointing out the wonder, the value, the significance, the worth in other individuals. That's where it begins. Respect is about elevating the other person in status. So I'm looking for the deposits of glory, God's presence in you. With respect, you build strength and value into other people's lives. You always know when you've been disrespected because you feel devalued. Mm -hmm. Conversely, you put value into people's lives when you respect them. You transfer strength from your life, (coughs) from your culture, from your blessings into another. Are we okay? Yeah. So respect is most often tested in failure. It's easy to give honor and respect to people who perform well. But what about when you have a disagreement? That's the test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you have a struggle, that's the test. Mm-hmm. Tell your husbands and wives that are here before you go to bed tonight. Take just a few minutes and tell the other person two or three or four things that you admire in them. What am I doing? I'm helping you learn how to respect. It begins with that admiration. Locking on to that deposit of God-likeness that's in them. Bringing it to the surface in your conversations, in your situation, in your demeanor, your personality. Tell them something you admire about them. then pray for God to increase the favor on their lives in these areas that you admire. Now, if you're not married, too bad. 
No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. You can do the same thing with your buddies. You know, who you're friends with, who you hang out with. A lot of you here have someone that's a closer mate than the rest that you confide in and you pray with and so forth. Do the same with them. Learn to do it with other people, especially those that you have the most difficulty with. Yeah. So you look across the room and you find Joe or Sally or Sue and I have a little difficulty with them. God help me see the greatness you've deposited in them. That I can draw it to the surface. And You know, Matt, I really like... Man, you're one of the hardest working dudes I've ever met. Man, you you do it. And and you you stay after it and you're... You're, you're, you're disciplined, you're responsible, you're, you know. What am I doing? I'm not brown nosing. I'm trying to. I'm latching hold of some of the greatness God's put in him, I'm trying to bring it to the surface. And besides him turning red and getting embarrassed, inside, he feels valued. That's what respect and honor does. Now, guys and gals, if you learn how to do it here, then you can take it into the marketplace. McCoy's out of Texas is one of the growingest places because they've learned how to change the atmosphere of their stores. Another store that David coaches is Chick-fil-A. They've started doing things with marriage and family. That's all David's stuff. Why? Trying to put value into the marriages. Mm So on a Thursday night, you go in, they have a special deal, little tables with little flowers on them, cards on the table, things that y'all are to talk about, and you get a special price on your little meal for your date. What are they doing? Trying to help people learn how to develop honor and respect in their relationships. Mm 